Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today our guest is Conroy Scott. He is the Walk Oys organizer for the third annual Walk of Hope. Conroy, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here again. Yeah. You told us such a compelling story last year, and I think we should start by giving our listeners your background again, because that in alone is, uh, in and of, uh, of itself, is very compelling. All right. Thank you. I would love to do that. Um, in 2011, um, I was diagnosed with lung cancer, and uh paid the ultimate price, I guess. It took me one, the removal of one entire lung to, for me to quit smoking. So when I see people and, and they're struggling with it, I, I share with them what it took me and I, and I share with them that I hope it doesn't take you the same. Uh, at the time, um, I was, well, there was part of me that as a cancer survivor, I went through the chemo, the radiation and all that. And um, it's a long, hard, tough struggle, but I made it through okay, and I had a young son that was 10 at the time I got cancer, and uh, he became my purpose for living. It was just built in um, because then I could spend 24-7 with that son, mm. and, and I did, and I, honestly, he saved my life. And in 2017, I, found, I you know, was able to hook up with the School of Rock and Mark Munson, and I got a recording studio, a little room in, in Franklin Arts Center. And I started writing and playing music and actually giving lessons for free, which I still do. Everything is uh, freely given without expect, expectation for nothing. That's just been, that's the way I started it, and that's the way it still is today. And I started, um, and then in 2019, I lost my son. He was 17 and a half years old. He was, there's no better way to describe than just ripped from me because one night I was giving him a bath and the next night he was dead. Um, and so that was my, my reason to live was kind of just ripped away. And luckily I had the studio and I would have to say it became a sanctuary that saved my life. There's wow. just no way around it. So 2019, that happened, and that was a dark year. And then came COVID, and I had COVID actually three times. <laughs> a couple now. times, Yeah, right? three times now. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and all this, and, and in 20, so 2021, so 2019 was COVID, 2020 uh, was COVID, Everything was shut down in 2021. I was going, I was at a point where I had made it 10 years with one lung. And I thought that was a pretty, in fact, I ask every doctor I meet, how many one lung people have you met? And it's, I'm not getting a lot of positives. <laughs> I have not met a lot that have any. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to celebrate that 10 years of living with one lung because uh, I think at the time, 12 years ago, when they removed my lung, they said it was stage four lung cancer. They said approximately three years. And so it was 10 years wow. and I went, what can I do to celebrate and show people cancer can, you know, you don't have to let it take you. And so I decided I wanted to go for a walk. And 
I started out, believe it or not, saying I was going to walk to Texas. And, and <laughs> <laughs> really, seriously. And my friends pretty much held me down and said, do you have a death wish or what are you doing? What is your problem? And then I prayed about it and, and you know, thought about it more and became more realistic and, and ended up deciding I wanted to walk from Brainerd, Minnesota to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Which had some special ties for me. I lived in South Dakota. Seth was born in South Dakota. Two of my children were. So it was a 300-mile walk. And so I headed off on that walk, not knowing if I could do it at all, but just saying this is what I'm going to do. And I started, and in 21 days, I walked 250 miles. And at the end of that time, though, because of, you know, basically self-will run riot, um, I ended up in a wheelchair oh. at the end of that walk at, without finishing. I had 50 miles left to go. Oh, my gosh. And, mm-hmm. I, had to, and I had to just accept, okay, well, I tried. And that's, that's as good as it gets, maybe. And so I finished that. And I had to go through rehab. You know, I was going to – it was some tough – I couldn't even walk for a while. And I worked myself back up. And then – and then just let go of it and said, okay, I did my best. And then after getting COVID in 2021, like in January for the third time, I went, what, you know, I thought, what, am I, what, what do I do now? And so I said, well, I'm going to finish it. And that's when I came and talked with you last year, Ken Thomas, about, yeah. you know, finishing the last 50 miles. That's what it was called. Right. And... I didn't. It sounded ominous. I didn't want it to have an ominous, end, you know, ending. But to put it in perspective, you know, I walked 250 in 21 days. The last 50 miles took me uh, 13 days. Wow! Yeah. So I did it by God's will and not my own. Mm-hmm. And, and I did finish the walk. And amazingly, people drove down all the way from Brainerd. They drove for four hours and they came and walked with me. Uh, I met a lot of people along the way and was able to, you know, pass along the message of this whole suicide and and uh, suicide and and recovery and yeah, yeah and overdose deaths, mm-hmm. you know. So, which kind of brings us to the Seth Lane Chardon Foundation and how that started was when my son died and then we had COVID. Um, my, my space was actually called T.R. Scott um, at, at that point in time. And after, after my son died, I changed it. We took everything out of my room, and it became Seth Lane. His name was Seth Lane Chardon, mm. and it became Seth Lane. And oh, that's wow. what it still is today. Mm-hmm. And the original... My original thought was I wanted to do something in honor, memory of him. Yes. So it started out as um, I wanted to fund a wheelchair swing uh, to put in a park in honor and memory of him. And that was the beginning. And then I hooked up with Brainerd Community Action to help me have a nonprofit way to fund this thing. And so that that's where it began. And then as time went on, it, it evolved. It, it got bigger. And one of the things uh, that was really 
that was a key, something unlocked in my son because he was nonverbal in a wheelchair and he loved music. And, mm-hmm. but we, I found out quite by accident because he'd have seizures and stuff. So all of the things uh, like parades, fireworks were no, no goes for us his whole life. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't take him places, concerts, you know, those things. Tried a couple things, even movies, nothing was good. Mm-hmm. And I took him to a classical concert um, not long, so about 2013, 2014. And he was mesmerized. It was wow. unlocked something in him wow. that he was, he, when he connected the sound with the, with the performers, he, and that was it. From that point on, we went to every classical concert we could. Mm. Mm. And, and the event, and it was rock. Anything after that was, 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 was fine. It just <laughs> wow. all exploded and music was great. Wow. Um, he would sit, he even sat through uh, three and a half hours of Carmen, in which I didn't even want to sit through. I mean, I was saying to him, uh, are, are you ready? He says, no, uh-uh. he still wanted to stay. He loved everything about music. And so as, as the foundation was growing and I was trying to go to classical concerts again, which were really difficult because people would be, would be asking me there, well, where's your son? And, you know, of course mm. they didn't know. And it, it, was, it was difficult, but I started imagining, well, if, is there other children? Um, special needs kids, um, because I truly believe you don't know what that means. I didn't. I thought I knew what it means till I had one. And when you have a special child, you understand mm-hmm. in a different way. And so I started thinking, well, is that? And so I hooked up with um, uh, Taylor Ward and Scott Likens from Lakes Area oh. Music Festival. Music Festival. Yes. And and I am currently working on and have been close to bringing some special needs kids to classical concerts to see if it could have the same effect, if it would oh. unlock in them what it did in my son. Oh. Because it was a game changer for him. Um, and he just, I don't know, I spent the whole concert watching him, you yeah. know, um, because he couldn't, he had motor control problems and everything, but he would go into what I call the stillness trance. And he yeah, the music was just mesmerizing. Mesmerizing to yeah. him, yeah. It was. Yeah. And so that is something I'm currently working on with Lakes Area Music Fest- Festival to bring kids to that. Wow. Um, and then, you know, during COVID and everything, uh, as things were getting, the numbers for suicides and the numbers for overdose deaths just kept climbing and climbing. And and there was just didn't seem to be any hope. I, f- I felt hopeless and helpless. I just felt like, what can I do? There just didn't seem to be anything to do. And I spend my days working with recovery people. I have the gift and the privilege of working, uh, living a life of service right now. And so, but I was getting frustrated. What can I do? Um, So I decided to bring, use the foundation and also bring, try and inject a ray of hope into the situation and awareness, bring awareness to people because it seemed like people were just not talking about it mm-hmm. enough for my, for me. Um, 
and and everybody I knew was touched. Everyone I talked to was being touched by it. So that became a part of the foundation is to raising awareness for that and to give people a place where to come and grieve, to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to gather with people who have lost, you know, and, and mm-hmm. get a hug because there's no there's there's no words really to even say to someone um, just like losing my son. There's no words, but I can take someone who's lost their child and hug them and, and say, I know how you feel. You get it. Yeah, uh, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. So then it became the foundation then started. I also is supporting that. So and it's still it's still evolving and getting more. But I think that uh, purpose, I, I don't I've been watching and I, you know, I used to watch the numbers very closely and try and pick them apart and find hope in them, something hopeful, but I could not. So I don't even watch anymore. All I know for sure is that it's not getting better. Mm-hmm. That we're still still losing people at the rate of at least one every five minutes, three hundred a day, which is almost one hundred and eight thousand a year. Which, if you think about that, that is an astonishing number. And yeah. you're saying loss to suicide and addiction, or what? Overdose. Just overdoses. overdoses. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Overdose yeah. alone is mm-hmm. one hundred and eight thousand people every year. Wow. Mm. And as we know, it's um, it's young people, you know, to a large degree. And and if you look at 108,000 people and how many families that touches, mm-hmm. you know, uncles, aunts, parents, brothers, yeah. sisters, children, plus the whole community usually. Plus the whole community. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's almost becoming the loss of a generation. I think, um, yeah. and that's going to make a big hole. A lot of kids growing up with no parents. Uh, so I'm continuing to kind of beat that drum, raise the flag, and the walk I'm doing this weekend on Saturday and Sunday, it's much scaled down. It's not 300 miles or 50 miles, it's 10 miles, five miles, two days in a row. And it's with the community of people that I live with here. And that's, I really feel honored to be able to do that and give them a place to just come and and walk and share grief because uh, you can't avoid that. It's just, um, that feeling is something you have to work through. You cannot mm-hmm. go around, under, over. It's just something you have to work through. Through, yeah. yeah and help that. And then to raise some hope and awareness to people um, doing this walk. And I'm really excited to see how many people will come. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a local thing. It starts at Brainerd Medical Center or Essentia Care mm-hmm. um, on South 6th Street. At one o'clock p.m. on this Saturday, Saturday yep. okay, and we'll walk from there to Wild Rice Depot, which is at the junction of Old and New Three Seventy One. Yeah, and that's about just under five miles, mm-hmm. and that's a walk. Some people will not, choose not, they can't walk five miles, or they don't want to walk five miles. We have figured out to give people shuttle rides back their cars, whatever, and then. That's day one on Saturday, and then on day two to walk from Wild Rice Depot to Crowing State Park, which is, again, just under five miles. Hmm. So I'm hoping in those two days to just get a lot of hugs from people and to give a lot of hugs to people and, and, and share, just share, share hope 
and, yeah. and walk with people. And anybody can participate in this. You're opening this up to the community, anybody who they don't have to necessarily be nope. dealing with the issue, but you'd love to see a lot of people out there just supporting the cause and raising yeah. awareness. Yes, raising mm-hmm. awareness is the main thing. Are you raising any funds? Yes. So uh, is it required that we pay money to be part of this? No, it is not. But if someone would make a contribution to your cause, that would be really nice, too, wouldn't it? Yes, it would, because it will fund the future. Um, The Seth Lane Chardon Foundation also uh, sponsors uh, every year um, since 2019 uh, a Halloween trick-or-treat event at Franklin Arts Center, and that's for its handicap accessible. So it's a big deal that way, so people Mm -hmm. can come in wheelchairs. It's it's actually uh, and that's gotten be uh, to be a bigger and bigger event every year, yeah. so we sponsor that. Um, so we're you know and and I I'm not opposed. I'm I'm just looking for things to do, to try and um, I want to celebrate what my son the joy he brought to everyone else because he was uh, he was an angel in a lot mm-hmm. of people's life. So we still have that. Um, if someone wants to find out more about the walk, uh, yep. where should they go? How do they find out more? They can go to Conroy Scott thirty uh, three at gmail dot com. Um, there is there's also a Facebook page for Conroy Scott. Okay, um, and on there you can go to Brainerd Community Action dot org and go to Community Partners, and you can make a donation there. It'll say the Walk of Hope. And basically, my studio that start, you know, it's actually a place where um, people in recovery share, you know. Mm. That's what it's become really a place where people, it only takes two of us to, to talk about recovery. And it's been a place where it's really helped. And a lot of people, a lot of times talking and listening to music and drinking coffee in there. And it, it'll keep on supporting that. I plan to keep that going on into perpetuity, even when I'm gone, I hope. <laughs> yeah. I, if, if I can make that plan work, I'm trying anyway. Well, you're an amazing person, Conroy. Mm, awesome. uh, let's remind our listeners again, if you want to be part of the third annual Walk of Hope, uh, starting at 1 o'clock at the Essential Health Clinic on South 6th Street, just be there, 1 o'clock, walk down to the... Uh, um, Rice Depot, R- Wild Rice Depot. Wild Rice Depot. And then uh, you'll uh, walk back the next day and complete the circle, if you will. Um, not quite, because <laughs> we walk from Brainerd Medical Center to Wild Rice Depot, then day the, one, mm-hmm. then from Wild Rice Depot oh, to Crow Wing to State, Crow Park. State Park. Crow State Park. Park. Yeah. Yeah. Sun, and that's on Sunday. That's then. on yeah. Sunday. Same and what time, time will that one start? Same time? One o'clock. One same o'clock. time. Perfect. Okay. And it's not, you know, five miles. You just, you never know. <laughs> if you can walk that, unless you try it. And and the reality was, you know, the first walk I did, there was honestly people betting that I couldn't make it to the rest area. <laughs> I'm serious. They were like, there's yeah. no way he's going to make it that far. And look at you. And and I, I did the day. And what really is, you know, when you really find out is day after day can, how, how you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. And I got it done. But I, I went overboard. You yeah. know, I yeah. didn't keep it reasonable so you're an overachiever that's yeah, all. I, yeah. <laughs> all right well, well i hope to see a whole bunch of people walking with you saturday and sunday mm-hmm. conroy yes. I, your story is always so compelling thank you for sharing 
You're more than welcome. Thanks Adi. for doing what you do. Yeah. Been very much looking forward to this okay. for the whole year again. Yay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Conroy Scott is our guest here today on Community Focus. Again, be there at Essentia Health, the uh, clinic on South 6th Street, Saturday at 1 o'clock to be uh, part of the walk to uh, the third annual Walk of Hope. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available anytime. They're on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.